unleash the power of knowledge and connect with the heartbeat of the African diaspora. Download our African Diaspora News Channel app now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Stay informed with authentic and diverse perspectives, breaking news and cultural insights. Immerse yourself in a community that celebrates unity, resilience and progress. Experience the vibrancy of the diaspora at your fingertips. Don't miss out. Empower your perspective today. Search African Diaspora News Channel and join the conversation. Rwanda's President Paul Kagame has entered the group chat and the group chat was about Africa's natural resources and he says, gone are the days when it was free. Gone are the days when it was cheap. We are in a new dawn where we control our own resources. We are in charge of our own future. If you want to do business with us, it's going to be on fair terms. If you don't want, get lost. And let's see how you power your industrialization, the second, third or fourth phase or whatever phase it is you're in. If you want our resources, you will pay and pay the right price at that. There are two problems. One is we, Africa itself, we need to organize, to be together, to have a voice, a strong voice, because there are many resources on our continent. Why don't we leverage that so that uh, the rest of the world also is interested in working with us in a cooperative way, rather than just telling people to follow what they have decided. So that, that is one part. The other part is uh, what I alluded to earlier, the power that is wielded by a number of countries in this world should also be used rationally and reasonably and get to understand that Africa, for example, is as important as they are so that and they are not there to just be, Africa is not there to be influenced, you know, or to take sides according to the lines they have decided or determined. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, talking to you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Connect with me on social media at Indira Ganga. Or you can come over to my channel, New Dawn Africa channel, where I profile Africa through people, politics, and culture. Most recently, there was the World um, Government um, Forum in um, the United Arab Emirates, and one of the speakers was Rwanda's President Paul Kagame. He's always a breath of fresh air when you listen to him. He really doesn't care. He only cares about the people of Rwanda and the African agenda. Any other person, he doesn't care. If he offends you or not, he really doesn't care. He has two goals, to serve the people of Rwanda and to stay true to the African agenda. Any other person can get lost. In this video, I want us to go through some of um, the talking points that really stood out. And um, I'm going to be looking at my notes because I wrote them down. I want to take you guys just through bits and pieces of his speech. The first question that he was asked was with regards to conflict. You know, Obviously, like when people talk about conflict, they talk about Ukraine, Russia, they talk about Israel, Palestine, and we forget that there's conflict in Sudan. We forget that there's conflict in DRC that has been going on for 30 years. And when he was asked this, his, his take is very refreshing. He says, countries need to learn that they are on their own. 
You really need to learn that you're on your own. Even when you think that the West is your friend and they're coming to save you, you are technically on your own. America, the UK, France, Germany, they will not hesitate to drop you as a hot potato when the war that you're fighting stops serving their agenda. And war unto you, if the war you're fighting doesn't interest them or benefit them in any way, they will not come to help you. Why do I say this? Rwanda went through a genocide nearly 28 years ago. Nobody came to save them. They had to save themselves. These are the very people that are very vocal on international platforms about human rights and they will not skip any opportunity to harm the Rwandan president about his track records on human rights, which is a separately other issue that he can be held accountable on. But this is to speak on the double standard of most of these Western nations where when there was a genocide in Rwanda, nobody came to help them. They had to help themselves. And that's a bit of reality. And he really humbled them because he's saying, there's nothing like Big Brother. There's nothing like nobody cares about um, Palestine more than other people. You really do not care. It's serving your interest. And the, the moment it ceases serving your interest, you'll be done with it, you know. He also spoke about the G20 um, um, position that Africa has gotten become a permanent member and also the UN Security Council sit. Most of the decisions that are made here always influence Africa one way or the other, from security to politics to economy. Yet Africa doesn't have a permanent place, so it means it doesn't necessarily have a say. And he was talking about the need, the absolute need for Africa to have a voice. And he was talking about why it's important, because Africa have things that they can leverage. We have natural resources that the world is so desperate for because they need it to keep fueling and funding their development. And that is where our advantage and our leverage comes in. If we can come together and wield our resources, then we can become a voice that has some form of impact. He also spoke about um, BRICS. It's always brought about as if it's this dirty thing or it's this joke of, of, of an organization that is not going anywhere. And he, he also, you know, put the West in their place by saying, the global order as we knew it cannot continue. You know, things can, it cannot be business as usual anymore. Things have to change. The way these international blocks have been doing things, segregating other blocks and, and doing as they please with impunity, that cannot continue. And BRICS is here as an equalizer. Another thing that came up was the fact that there's been conflict and coups on the African continent. Again, a very level-headed man. You know, um, the goal of the West is to is to bash these coup leaders and say coups are bad, restore democratic order. But then when you look beneath the surfaces, who do you want to be put back in power? We saw that campaign of trying to restore President Mohamed Bassoum in power. Now Makisali is misbehaving in Senegal, trying to push the elections by one year. One year, a country that was touted as one of the most stable democracies in West Africa, amid all the coups that were happening amongst them. And what this international organizations have come out to say is, we're calling for dialogue. Yeah, where's that energy that you give coup leaders? What Pakistan is doing is not different. He's trying to overtake the constitution. He's trying to, to overthrow the constitution. But we don't see that same energy. Why? So he was like, let us interrogate the root cause of the coup instead of just coming all up in arms with bandit solutions trying to bash coup leaders. Then it gets interesting. They speak about um, natural resources. And, you know, President Kagame is this one person who he knows what he knows and you cannot tell him otherwise. 
Africa is at a place where it needs to industrialize. It's at a place where it's ready for that economic takeoff. But the problem is that it's torn between using its own resources for its takeoff and selling it at whatever price it will sell it, but then also selling it to be able to fund their own development. And this is one, we need to get to a place where we understand that our future is in our own hands. So most of these resources have to stay on the African continent to help us. And whatever we sell has to be sold at the right price, at a good price, so that proceeds from those sales can come back and continue funding development. He also spoke about external influence. And this is very important because um, Africans have been gaslit into thinking they're crazy, into thinking they can't make decisions, into thinking they're always making the wrong decisions, into thinking that they don't know what's good for them in their continent. But there are so many layers of external interference. I remember when Kenya was going to the elections in 2013, we kept hearing choices have consequences, choices have consequences. And they were not the best leaders, but there was, there was so much noise coming from the outside that it makes you wonder, why are these people so against these leaders that we want to put in office? You know, someone can be a bad leader, but it doesn't help that there's noise coming from outside. And so President Kagame said, those days of blurring the lines are over. Africans should be able to govern themselves and be given that freedom and privilege to do so. Um, do you believe the countries that are watching on and seeing Africa really starting to take control and increase its voice want to see Africa industrialized to the point where they lose their own industrial capacity because that industrial capacity will move to Africa? Africa must industrialize. Whether there are people who wish them to be able to do so or not, mm. uh, the quest of Africa to industrialize should not depend on anybody's decision, but Africa's decision. It is long overdue, and we must industrialize, because again, what is, sense does it make that we produce? We have a lot in terms of raw materials, all the wealth, and in fact, there is a contradiction. Africa has everything, it's very wealthy. Mm. On the other hand, it is also very poor. So how, what is the explanation? It is not justified. So Africa must come together, must invest in their resources, must invest in value addition, must get involved with manufacturing and understand there is a sense of urgency as well for this to happen. Are you concerned about external influence on the continent right now? I think, you know, when you speak, it depends on who you speak to, you know, the US wants to exert its influence, Europe, um, Russia, for example, that's definitely been in the news. Who is influencing the continent? Because China, for example, um, also wants a foothold and has a big foothold on the continent. Are you worried about external influence and what that means? Well, I think it's a concern, but I'm not worried because we need, we are responsible for doing certain things for that not to happen. So, but that is happening. So that is another responsibility of the Africans to make sure that Africa is not there for anybody's taking. It's as if we are there just for anyone to come and pick and do whatever they want with us. So this is the responsibility we carry. This is something that is urgent to make sure that 
we are not there to be influenced to take a certain line or the other line because somebody has decided so and because somebody is powerful. So Africa must be that powerful to make sure that we do what has been determined by ourselves to be important to us and our people. What doesn't, what, what doesn't Africa have to be able to decide Absolutely. Uh, to um, Mr. President, one quick question. You've got presidential elections later on this year. Uh, President Biden last week said, or a few days ago said, I'm the most qualified man for the job and I need to see this through. I need to finish what I started. Um, elections in Rwanda this year, do you believe that you're the most qualified for the job and to see it through? Yeah, the elections are for people to decide whether the people they are electing are qualified to do the job. So we'll see. The voting counts. That's counts it. Counts and history counts and uh, uh, the proof is in the pudding. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you think about the comments that President Walker Gamme made. And it's always interesting because, you know, when he's in Rwanda, he doesn't talk about these things. He always waits until he's on international platforms where the people who that message is intended for are there. Then he speaks. Thank you for watching. I'll see you again next time.